Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to a brand new Al Mega podcast. I'm your host, Al Mega. Today we have an amazing, wonderful guest. I mean, a, a total musical talent man out there killing in the industry. He got a dope new single out right now called Mizzaloo. We're going to be getting into, but then we're going to get into stuff beyond that. All right. Let's get into this creative man right here. The one, the only Mr. Asher. Oh, how you doing? <laughs> Thanks for having me. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for, for hanging out with me and chit chat a bit about your career and whatnot. I mean, a big shout out to uh, Al, Al, the other Al from Podmatch. That's how we hooked up. So a, a great platform, folks. If you don't know about Podmatch and, you know, whether you're somebody that's uh, looking to get interviewed or someone looking for interviewees, Podmatch is absolutely wonderful, right? So, you know, that, that's, just, that's just all love right there. That's not sponsored, folks. I'm telling you, that's, that's, that's where it is, yo. So again, all right. So Asha, what up? What up, man? <laughs> I don't know, just hanging out here. Uh it's uh producing right behind me, doing gigs. I, you know, it's 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 a busy it's a busy week, which is a good thing. So um yeah. I saw the wonderful screens in the uh in, in the green room. I was like, Oh my god, this guy look, look at he's busy, so I'm not gonna take too much of your time. So I wanna start diving into it, all right? So you know, uh please give us a brief introduction to yourself. Uh so uh how do I do that? Nothing's brief. I got a got a long story, but uh, <laughs> drop it down to a couple I, of seconds. I go like this: Where are you originally from? Uh, so uh, I'm originally from upstate, up upstate. Um, you know, uh, Buffalo, New York, uh, okay. like almost near Canada, upstate. Um, I I'm an electric violinist, composer, producer, live performer, um, oh. goofball. Um, you name it. Like I, I run an entertainment group, Fiddler's Dream Productions. Um, I, and I spend a lot of my time uh, by a lot of I'm a workaholic, actually. I'm uh, I'm working full time and then and then some uh, in terms of live performances, collaborations, uh, production work, uh, working on a bunch right. of a long list of uh, sync related mu- uh, music for movies and film, that type of stuff. So, All right, so music, is, uh, music is my game. Music's your game. So talk about that then a bit. Uh, what, what are those early inspirations in life, or, or rather, what inspired you? Did you always know this? That was the direction you wanted to head. Uh, no, actually, not at all. Uh, it's sort of <laughs> just fate sort of led me into music as a career. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did start at the age of two and change um, on a margarine box. So. I, I was given the skills. A margarine box. Where yeah, a margarine box, just just <laughs> to learn how to hold the instrument, okay. pluck the rubber bands which served as strings. Um, and I learned the Suzuki method um, when I was in diapers. So pretty much that was a skill that was very pr- pretty pretty natural for me to turn to a career. Um, although that wasn't really the intention. The, the intention was for me to uh, practice what I got my degrees in at university. So uh, kind of threw that out the window to an extent and. Uh, moved into into music because it was already paying the bills for me all right, all right. There, there we go all right all right so so was there any inspiration though that really uh pushed you into the music particularly with that electric violin um was there a well was there a specific experience i mean the experience was yeah. um self-motivation i i you know i wasn't really getting I needed to pay my bills. I, I you know, I, I didn't want to. Basically, I, I didn't want to. I got you do or die. <laughs> you would do or die. You get it done. I, well, not quite. Not exactly that. You know, right. there is some privilege uh, on my end. Um, okay. You know, I grew up middle class. I didn't. So. Okay. Uh, but but uh, 
But yeah, you still got to work. I mean, not for nothing. Even New York living middle class is still not easy. I mean, not not for nothing. I I have friends that lived it all right, but again, there, there was other stuff going on that you know they, they kind of looked at us. Oh, I wish I lived your life. Like, yeah, you crazy? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just like to be. Yeah, I just, I just like to be, you know, like transparent with people. I, I don't have a sob story. A lot of people have sob stories. I, mine is like a pretty, pretty healthy, like upbringing. Although I, I did dedicate four years of my life to teaching in, in uh, the South Bronx, um, in under resourced oh, neighborhoods. Thank you so for your I, service. I, what's that? <laughs> so thank you for your service. <laughs> uh, you know what? It, it needs to be done because it's that there aren't enough resources. There's not enough funding. Right. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of pain and like anxiety in these neighborhoods where there just isn't enough support and you got like highways running over these communities. It's just, it's a mess. So uh, I, I take a lot of pride in, in the, the time that I, I devoted to, to, to working in the South Bronx and teaching and, and I really developed a love and appreciation for just the communities. And um, I think, I think I got a lot, a lot of love back also for my students. So, so it was just uh, something I'm really proud of. I, although, I, although I didn't have the opportunity to, to perform for them. They didn't oh, really know didn't. that aspect of my life, but I, I kind of, kind of wish I, maybe one of these days oh, I'll do a man. concert and, I don't know. Some of them uh, have popped up in my life at different points, but, uh, you know, subsequent to having taught, but, but yeah, going back to the, going back to the, uh, like why I started on music professionally in 2001, uh, I won Battle of the Bands when I was in Israel. Uh, so in 2000, I, I spent a year in Israel. Uh, what well, made you go to Israel? Yeah, yeah, kind of random, right? Um, <laughs> it's not I got some credits. New York to Israel, upstate. Ah, let me go to Israel. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. And then I went to New York, but I got credits to earn, earn towards oh. my college degree. Anyway, oh, we won. Right. We won Battle of the Bands, uh, and that was the night. That was an insane night where um, there was a, what they call Pigua, where basically there was a terrorist attack, and there were just terrorist attacks every few days there. It was just it was hell. It was living living hell. Uh, at, le- at least you saw it on the news if you weren't in the midst of it. But it was like all over, like Jerusalem. Anyway, the uh, uh, that that night there was a very serious uh, terrorist attack, and that had a real impact on me. And um, just just in terms of just connecting with the world and sending a message uh, out out to the world that you know it's really about love and peace, and and just the, these divisions that are that are being fabricated and created is just, it's something that needs to be fixed. So I, it's, yeah. I've made it my mission to, to, to build on this, this message of love and appreciation and bringing communities together through the lens of music. Uh, and I felt like that's sort of my calling. And, um, you know, naturally because I was able to earn a living doing that, um, I, I, I made that my preoccupation while I was working my way through, uh, through school, through, through college. And, uh, it turned into a full-time career pretty much, um, after, you know, wow. like 10 years or so. It was part-time and then it became full-time. See, see, you heard that folks, 10 years. Remember, it takes time. It ain't an overnight thing. Again, cause you hit in 10 years and in that 10th year, people, you know, all of a sudden say, who's this Asher guy? Oh my God. He just popped on the scene. Do you know how long Asher been around? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, actually, actually it took a little more than 10 years if you factor in like, I was in orchestras pretty much my entire life, but oh, wow. you know, violin's a little different. Um, you know, it, the expectation is oh, classical training, but you know, guitar, drums. I know a lot of people have made made it pretty big, uh, pretty fast uh, playing other instruments. Uh, yeah. Because I don't know, there's something. It, it's it's a pretty 
grueling experience, to be honest, you know, playing etudes and like arpeggios and that type of stuff. So gotcha. different animal. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So, uh, uh, we'll move on over here. So let me ask you this as a versatile artist, artist, then, as you said, so how do you balance roles as a composer, a producer and a live performer and how do they complement each other in your creative process? Yeah. Well, it's all kind of, uh, they're all kind of piece. They're all they're all kind of pieces of a puzzle that allow me to have this broader picture, broader view of like I'm going to say like a deeper understanding of just music in general. Um, you know, when you're when you're a live performer, but you don't understand the production side, um, you still ha- you have to a certain extent horse blinders on. I mean, I mean, it, when when you're able to produce and then understand how the mixing process, mastering process works, and like the various elements the different instruments like the drums, keyboard, piano, the, the keyboard, piano, uh, keyboard, <laughs> like cello strings, winds, that type of stuff all come into play um, from the vantage point of a, of a producer, a band leader, um, an instrumentalist, a musician. Um, you're able to sort of have this 360 view and understanding of like, okay, what works? And then when you're a live performer, you understand what works with the audience. So I think that there's, it's not necessary. It's not necessarily like a, a critical prerequisite where like you can't be a good performer unless you're a producer, but it just kind of adds an extra dimension to uh, like the, an enriched, an enriching sort of performance experience. So I like to do everything. I started out as a performer. I, I, I felt like I needed more and I moved into production that had sort of allowed me to collaborate with different amazing artists um, that, uh, you know, you'll see in my like, list of, of music on, on Spotify, iTunes, that type of stuff. And, um, you know, it also kind of allowed me to not be, what's the word, like subservient, like um, dependent. That's what I'm trying to say. Dependent oh. on the, the, the mixing, the sound engineer. Because I got it, you. Yeah. You, you, not at anyone's mercy when, when, when you need something done. You know, it's like, okay, I know how to do it too. So I, I kind of, you know. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I can tell you a a number of times, like in a a live concert setting, I would look at the sound guy and be like, what did you do to my sound? And most people would be confused and just frustrated and they'd have to perform with an annoying sound. But I would go over to the, you know, to the soundboard. I'd say, you need to cut this. You need to switch that EQ, like make certain adjustments that I wouldn't have known if I hadn't spent time in the studio. Gotcha. So anyway. See, oh, see, but those are assets and tools, folks. You see, learn your trade, very important. So uh, tell me here, what techniques or styles do you incorporate into your music that you think sets you apart from other musicians in the industry currently? Well, I, I bring a, I bring a, an understanding of, uh, you know, musical classical theory uh, to, like, contemporary music. So, you know, I'm playing hip-hop, uh, rock, cla- you know, EDM, classic rock, whatever – um, I'm, I'm bringing in like a sophisticated edge, um, like background, but also, um, I know how to like make music accessible to, you know, people that may not like have an appreciation for classical, but th- they'll still, it, it, it adds an extra dimension. Like, you know, you don't have to be Paganini to like play hip hop well, yeah. <laughs> but, but, and you don't have to bring in those elements, but but there's a way there, but when you have like a broader kind of understanding of different genres, uh, it, it does enrich the performance. So I think that I bring that to the table. 
I bring, um, you know, some of the choreography, like you don't have too many dancing violinists. So I bring some of that to the oh, table. Hey, you be rocking out. Hey, thank you. Yeah. I, I, you know, I spent a, you know, a number of years uh, performing with uh, break dancers uh, and maybe I'll get back, back into that. Uh, it was a lot, wait, a lot of work managing it, but. Wait, but hey, was, where did you meet the break dancers? Also in New York? Um, well, I was actually referred to them. Uh, you know, I was, I had, uh, I had, uh, you know, some people, booking agents book me, uh, for some events and, and, uh, I was, you know, I had a budget for some, some break dancers. So I, I asked, I went to some, um, you know, some studios and I asked them, okay, who, who are, who are some of your best break dancers? And I started working with them on, on a regular. So, yeah. It, 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 so, so New York was fun. A lot of experiences, huh? Break dancing amongst other things, huh? <laughs> yeah, just try to add like an extra dimension to the violin to make it more accessible to people because not everybody is necessarily drawn to the violin, or at least I mean, to- you make it look cool with the image I have on screen, you know. And, and folks, I'll share that on uh, uh, the PowerPoint on the post too. But I mean, what what is that? What type of violin is that? So, and actually, it looks like a Star Wars vehicle or something. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a gun. Now, it's an <laughs> an electric. <laughs> it's an electric LED. Uh, it sort of lights up, you know, so it like works well oh, with like the EDM vibe. Um, it's a bit heavy. That's why I got that strap around me, but it's got a really nice tone the way I got it set it up, set up through my board and it's wireless. So I kind of navigate, you know, go on and off stage, that type of stuff. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So, you know, I, I let's talk about it, man. Cause I know you got a, a, a dope single, a, a collabo, Mizulu that you're, you're, you're dropping. Um, you know, talk about that. Talk about the collaboration and the inspiration behind the track. So I produced this song, Miserloo, um, like a little bit more in the cinematic. Well, started out pretty much purely cinematic and more in the like the classical realm of, of like music. But but I was looking for an extra dimension. I was looking to collaborate with a different artist. So I reached out to Ginny Luke, who's uh, she's uh, she's a legend in her own right um, out, out in L.A., and she agreed to she, she her label. She had to run it by her label or, or her label had to run it by her and whatever. I had to go through a lot of red tape, but they agreed to um, to uh, collab on the song. And, uh, you know, it's it's set to re- so it's set to release uh, August 10th. But she just to backtrack a little. She was looking for an extra dimension, like with the drums. So she okay. she reached out to Johan Gritschacher, who who's a he's been on the Today Show. He's been like all over the place. Um international tours, uh, platinum selling artists. And she has also like Dave Matthews band. Anyway, like household names wow. you, you all, all heard of. Um, and uh, yeah, he agreed. So I, I was really, you know, they, they really liked the, the track and uh, he recorded over it. And we had uh, like Lucas Sater and um, Brian Petrowski is a Grammy award winning uh, mixing mastering uh, genius uh, produce this uh, mix and master the song, got it produced and, and it's uh, ready to go. And as of next week, so Ooh. that's pretty much everything in a nutshell. Very excited about the release. Hey, uh, aren't we all, man? And, and where can we hear this release? Where is it dropping? Is it dropping any specific spots or what? What was going on with that debut? It's, so it's going to be on all major platforms. Um, Yay. Uh, you know, Spotify, iTunes, Deezer, you know, Amazon, Google, you, you name it. And um yeah just it, it'll be out uh hopefully it'll it's it's scheduled for release the 10th sometimes a little delayed but um generally my digital distributors on time so excited to share that with the world so are there any lessons learned in, in, in this you know collaborative project 
Um, I, I learned uh, the importance of flexibility for the end, the the larger picture. You know, seeing the forest for the trees. Like if if something isn't exactly the way you envision it as a producer, um, there there's much more to gain by seeing somebody else's perspective. Uh, so that you know you have multiple talents coming together with different opinions as to how the song should sound. And the song sounds quite a bit different, much more rocky than it did the way I produced it initially it was a little more in the, the realm of like it was cinematic, but more traditional. So it's a lot more Rocky, uh, you know, kind of um, upbeat type of um, type of vibe. Right, and so you know, is that what you're saying that you feel this represent, you know, musical evolution and growth as an artist that you feel you learned a lot on that level. Yeah, I learned a lot. I learned a lot from, from these, these amazing amazingly talented artists and I just considered it to be a privilege to be able to work with them. And um, I'm glad that I, I knew to be flexible and to not stick by my guns. Cause it's very easy to like, feel like, Oh, it need, this, this is perfection. And that's not, and their opinion is sort of like, I feel like it's not the best. Uh, but then the whole thing falls through and it's like, okay, so you just made yourself happy and maybe your fans, but you're, you know, you become flexible and you can reach a broader audience and you can, um, connect with some new talent and, and, and maybe they do have a, a, a better understanding of what, what the song should sound like. Excellent. So. Excellent. All right. So, um, you've collaborated with various uh, artists, um, you know, throughout your career. Is there any particular collaboration, uh, that stands out to you? Um, I mean, it, I've had the I've had the honor of like gracing the stage with like some some pretty heavy hitters like uh, you know Matis Yahoo. Uh, I'm Oof. like let me get my broom. Hold on, so you can start dropping them names. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I've so I've shared I, so I've I've had the opportunity to share the stage with him. Um, although it's been a number of years, uh, uh, Griffin, who's who's pretty big in the EDM scene. Um, I mean, there's, there's a number, uh, in terms of like collaborations on Spotify, I had, I just released a, a single few months back with Porter Singer, very talented, um, singer, pardon the pun. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, you know, like insane beats again, Ginny Luke, uh, this, yeah. this is a bunch, bunch of artists and yeah. Um, um, oh, Jessica Lynn, uh, who's a big country singer and, and, uh, international right. touring artist. So yeah, it's just like a bunch. There's there's a whole long list. Uh, he can't pick. He can't pick. It's just too many, too many to name. And, and I love this picture right here because here it shows that you're getting down. Here we could tell that you you're getting and pulling off your dope moves. You know the Asher slide right there. You know with the violin. The Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those that, that you know that that that's that's my kind of that's my kind of vibe. That's what I like doing. No, I dig it, man. It's high energy. It's wonderful, man. I'm right there, you're digging. I mean, you can see over here, you're all clean cut, all happy with your violin. And then you start seeing girls like, wait a minute, what's going on here? I mean, that that does look dope with the lights right there. I look like I'm ready to bite off a piece of a large piece of pizza. <laughs> hey, as long hungry. as it's a New York slice, I don't blame you. You know what I mean? Ah, they're the best. Oh, bro, I'm right there, bro. Food. Where was this? That um, setting looks, looks looks pretty cool. What's going on here? So that was like a, that was a, <laughs> I, that was a South Asian uh, performance. So all right. Whenever I whenever I play for a crowd of South Asians, I I put on the outfit because it's just 
It's a vibe, hey, like I said. I mean, I see the jacket. Yo, wow, look at that jacket, folks. Don't worry, I'll share the picture. Hey, there he again, put on his dope moves, looking like Mike Jackson on his tippy toes yeah. on stage. <laughs> Wepa. I mean, yo, if you had dope moves like this, why couldn't you get away from those guys in New York? And that story you was, you know, we were about to get into from New York. You know what I mean? Um, you know, for you know, folks, folks, he had an incident in New York. Let, let's take it back just a little bit. That's part of your New York growth journey. I mean, what yeah. happened? <laughs> so, to give, so to give people the background, I mean, we we were both talking about our our Brooklyn mugged stories, and yours is way better than mine. But uh, I, I had the Biggie Subway story, but I'll get yeah. that into another day. Yours is, yours is way juicier, but um, I guess Where's for another time, right? <laughs> mine was just naive naivety at its worst um I, I got off the subway and i was heading to a gig and little little where was this not, gig this is in brooklyn um of course brooklyn. williamsburg williamsburg area oh man um, around my hood all right <laughs> yeah and um and i i was uh i had i was like rolling a suitcase with like um you know like an amp and then uh just a bunch of stuff and i and i asked the guy and none like, of it was covered it was it was in a bag. I mean, the damp wasn't necessarily covered, but I, I was I literally walked into this like nobody would have bothered me if I just walked straight to the gig. But it was dark, and I asked like a couple guys like, "Oh, do you know is there a music store nearby?" So guys like, "Yeah, sure, come with me." So he took me around the corner. I'm like, "There's no way there's a music store around that corner right there," and yeah. it didn't register. Uh, but uh, then I Can stopped and like. Don't tell I, me I stopped and I was right in front of Chase and I was like, there's there were lights on. So I stopped. I was like, yeah, I'm not going there. So I, I, so there was one guy standing in front of Chase. So I don't, you know, maybe that protected me from getting shot. But uh, the guy was like holding up his hand. He's like, oh, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm going to. Anyway, so I was just like, I, I saw the guy was going to tackle me. So I just like, I took out my wallet. I'm like, okay, I'll give you a dollar. And he snapped the wallet and they just went running off. So oh, whatever, I walked into that one. But it was damn. one time, considering how many times I've been out late at night. Um, over the years, uh, oh, pretty yeah. good record there. You, you survived the New York muggy. Not many people say that it's true, bro. Especially with your longevity in New York. So good on you. You did the right thing. Don't you know? Why fight? I mean, I was a butthead, uh, but I'm and I'm lucky. I'm here thanks to my friend. So you know, it is what it is. All right. Look, so, honestly, you know, my wallet was like nothing. If you took my violin, I would have been like devastated. Oh, uh, I, I hear you. You know, I hear you. Uh, it would be crazy. So let me ask you here, because, you know, I was looking into your story a little bit, and, and I heard that you, you have faced some health challenges that had impacted your mobility. Um, how did you manage to overcome those obstacles you, and continue to pursue this passion for music? Because this is what I love here. You, like, you got this high energy. No one would think you had some, you know, that's not going to happen. But what was popping with that? Uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I was diagnosed with a uh, chronic inflammatory disease by, like, a neurologist many years ago, probably, like, 2006-ish or so. So a while back. And then that kind of escalated to, and I was just working my way through that, through like the pain, like back pain. You know, it was, I was just, I went to the doctor because it was something, I just couldn't figure out what was wrong. Uh, and I was like the only guy in the orchestra when I was in high school, like not able to lift the instrument consistently for a long period of time. So oh, wow. Um, anyway, that, that kind of advanced to uh, adrenal insufficiency, which I, I'm pretty public about. Um, I think it's like better to talk about it than not landed me in a wheelchair and uh, I was on like permanent dosage of Cortef and I, I pretty much got out of that. I was really fortunate. And, um, and when I literally landed on my feet and, and then some, and that's when I kind of launched uh, my 
career expanded my career to like being an independent artist as opposed to just like boom, boom. yeah so i so that's what i've been that that sort of inspired the 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 single releases and the collaboration just sort of like express myself independently not just as a studio musician with with bands but also like yeah. as a as somebody who's you know got something to say I mean, how is your journey as an independent musician? Because, you know, I go, I also come from the comic book universe. You know, we speak to independent comic book creators and their journey, you know, navigating it. You know, you know, where, where's the next buck coming from and the consistency of working? I mean, as a musician, how, you know, how is that, you know, journey as an independent creator? Um, it's, it's definitely very different, uh, than kind of being owned, uh, or just, you know, by a booking agent or just, you don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. Um, I, I have to micromanage pretty much everything. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's good and it's, you know, it means you're in control, but it also means that if you make bad decisions, you make bad decisions. That's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> consequences. Um, it's, it's a risk I'm, I'm kind of willing to take. And I, I, I think it's more adventuresome. It's more okay. exciting that way. Um, I'm always, I, I, it's allowed me to like, you know, take, take charge of my, of my destiny. And I think a lot of people in this country feel that way. Like they want, they don't want to be owned. They want to, they want to be able to express themselves in the way that they feel fit. And, um, I think it's healthier in many ways, even though it can be more stressful. Um, so I'm, I'm glad I've done it. It's been about six, six years, uh, six, seven years of being more or less independent. And I pick and choose the gigs that I, that I take and, um, people I work with and, um, neon dreams, labor of love here. Uh, I see that it's a beautiful cover too. And you yeah. are looking right there. Like Mike, uh, 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 doing a moonwalk with some wings. It's popping, bro. Look at this. Michael, Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I whatever he's honestly, I mean, he, he's inspired a lot of people. I mean, oh, absolutely. the, the stories that emerged later on that, that, that kind of happened after I released neon dreams, but this, so Miserloo is, um, that's the uh, the single that's going to be released this this week. Very hey, excited about that. And look at that image, everybody pop! I can't wait to listen to this. Woo! Yeah, listen right over on the weekend. Everybody get ready to party, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna yeah, be some it's fun stuff. Real, real talent, real talent right there. That's Porter Singer, yeah. Hey, look at that subtle pull. Oh, I'm digging that that look too. I mean, do you have control over the artistry too over here on this? Or who who does so, the art? So, uh, she, she, uh, I think she hired like, uh, you know, an artist to, to produce that, to create that. And I was like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> yeah, it is good. And folks, look, all the links are there on screen, but guess what? They're also below. So that's what you got to do. Cause again, you're hearing my man, he is an independent musician on the scene, doing fun stuff. I mean, entertaining us and again, showing us, you know, that nothing should hold you back. You know, he, he was held down then. Got inspired. Look where he at now. Crazy collabos, working hard. I mean, surviving a a, a mugging. I mean, what? What? what this, this is the, the Superman of music right here. The ah. Superman violinist, whereby you know for real. So, uh, <laughs> so just two last questions here. Uh, can you share a memorable moment or experience for one of your live shows that left a very significant impact on you as an artist? Uh, I've done about 2000 live, live performances, uh, oh since 2001, gosh. um, wow. some private others open to the public. Um, 
Uh, there are just endless stories that I could share. Um, I'm tempted to share like the the embarrassing ones because those are the ones people remember. Um, I mentioned a few times that that I, I guess just the ones that pop up in my head. Probably not necessarily the most impactful, but one was uh, where somebody stepped back on my bow on stage in front of like you know 700 people, and it was a two thousand dollar bow cracked it in half. So. That was uh, horrendous. I would remember that. That's a scarring. (laughs) Yeah, it was a scar. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Probably one of the stupider, stupider things that I've done. But uh, but you know, lesson learned. Oh my! The other thing, I uh, yeah, I've I've done some like cool perform, like private performances for. um, I, I did one for the King of Morocco, so that's that's something that uh, what? I'm never really going to forget meeting him in person. The yeah. King of Morocco, say, yeah. well, homie has, has performed for royalty. That is amazing. Yeah, it was on <laughs> Wall Street of all places. Uh, on Wall Street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was not in Morocco. Was he, was he riding the bull as as he was performing? Or was it... <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> um, he had his entourage around him. Um, you know, he's obviously he's he's a pretty wealthy guy. He's an investor in a lot of different companies. Um, yeah. You know, so Wall Street's the place to be. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd like to go to the palace one of these days. Uh, I don't I don't have an invitation yet, but that's, that's <laughs> something memorable. I would say perform with uh, like you know Madison Square Garden, Carnegie Hall. That those are all really iconic performances oh, that cool. I will cool. never forget uh, as an artist. I'm grateful for them, even if it never happens again. If it does, sure, that'd be great. But uh, those are definitely performing on PBS. That that was definitely pretty. Uh, Look at this guy. Pretty epic. Hey. Yeah. See everything's coming. Here. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, yeah, but you have you've been blessed. Wonderful stuff. I applaud yeah. you as, as a fan of music to a creator. Thank you, you know, for even sharing in your creativity and vision with us. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, thank thank you so much for having me. Uh, Wait. Well, we got no sign else here. My last question is. So we've been talking about music and you're talking about performances, you know, where can we check you out? Are you going to do any performances, you know, uh, anytime soon that we could go and check out besides, you know, salivating for the drop of this next single? Well, that's, that, that's something that, that I want to encourage you guys to check out. Um, Cause it really, it was an absolute labor of love. It took, it took months, months in production. Um, but, but yeah, I, I mean, a lot of the events that I'm playing like this week, for instance, like today, I'm going to the surf club, it's a private event. Um, <clears throat> but you guys could, uh, you know, if you want to hear more of my music, you hear a weekly on Facebook and any announcements you, you'll see, uh, I'll, I generally announce on social media, Instagram, do a little more TikTok, um, Hey, good TikToks. So you, you got it. We got. Yeah, if you got the dope moves as you do, Asher, you belong on TikToks. So there you go. Get it done, man. Some of those <laughs> those break dancing moves along with the boat, but just don't break it this time. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to poke anybody in the eye. That's that's one of the biggest challenges, especially that's when you got break dancers around you. It's like you got them really close. I, I actually I remember a number of times where. You know, we're moving, we're moving simultaneously to the right and to the left and we're doing flips and stuff like that. So my biggest concern is like harming, accidentally harming with my bow, like the breakdancers to the left because that's where it's directed. 
um, and like poking him in the eye or like, like, please stay know. away from Asher. <laughs> yeah. They don't seem to be worried about that stuff, but I'm like, you, you got to like step like a foot or two to the side. Cause I don't want to hurt you. <laughs> like, listen, so. the last thing I want on the end of my bow is somebody's eyeball. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> well, there we go. Asher, you are amazing. Thank you folks. As I said, you know, I've been sharing the links, you know, check them out. Very easy. TikTok and Instagram at Asher Lab. Uh, Meta Asher Lab Music, YouTube, Asher Official Music, and of course you can visit the website AsherLab.com. All the links are below there. Much more than that as well. Sort of love again for independent music. Uh, thank you so much again, Asher, for tuning in. And you guys, thank you for listening, for watching. Uh, please subscribe, turn on those notifications, and share with your friends. Let them know that you enjoy the Amiga podcast when we talk to amazing people like Asher. Right? And with that, hasta la próxima, mi gente. Much love and stay motivated. Bye.